This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Showing blitz, Roquan Smith picked up, pressure coming, hit from behind, ball comes out, bouncing around, scooped up by the Bears, running right, Bilal Nichols inside the five, down near the two-yard line, a first snap, sack strip, blitz, and it pays off, Sean Desai's crew brings it home with the pressure, and it was outstanding on the first play of the game. And they'll go eye formation with Tonga ahead of Montgomery, and he punches off the left side and into the end zone for the touchdown. That easy. Two snaps of the game. You got a sack strip recovery and a touchdown. David Montgomery's 20th career touchdown. And the Bears have the lead 6-0 here at Soldier Field. Shotgun to Glennon. Pockets clean. Throws over the middle. And the pass is tipped and intercepted to Sean Gibson running left. 50-45. 40. 35, 30, drags a couple of Giants inside the 25-yard line. Bears have taken the ball away on consecutive possessions. A 32-yard return for Deshaun Gibson. Snap to Dalton on fourth down. Staring into the end zone. Coming across, left to right. Darnell Mooney, the catch, and the touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. There's only Tight one quarters, station that zipping from left to right. Mooney, the grab from four yards out. On fourth down, and a touchdown for the Bears. They lead it 13-0 over the Giants. Oh, they are going to give him the safety. Are you sure? Yeah, Matt. I see Matt and uh, Chris Tabor, the way they're reacting, and they're already getting their okay. kickoff team ready. Let's hear from Sean Hockley. When the runner's right elbow hit the ground, the ball was not completely out of the end zone. Therefore, it is a safety. Two points will be awarded to Chicago. Please reset the game clock to 52 seconds. New York will be kicking off. There is no timeout charge for Chicago. Snap from the two. Here's the handoff. Montgomery blasting up the middle and into the end zone for the touchdown. His second of the day, and the Bears' lead is now ballooned at 28-3 over the New York Giants. And now it's time for the Scores post-game show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, presented by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. Oh, yes, indeed, it's the post-game show, and what a happy and glorious post-game it is. Uh, they pretty much did everything that was required, right? First safety of the year, that um, I think, think that keeps a runner five 
years in a row, or is it six now? I don't know, but fantastic. You got the safety. How about the strip sacks all over the place? You got picks. You got takeaways. We talked about the takeaway bucket. That thing needs to be hauled back out. The Bears uh, entered the game at, uh, I believe they had a, uh, they were tied with the Jets at a uh, minus 13 uh, turnover ratio, which was uh, the penultimate. Only the Jags worse. So they have uh, broken the tie with the Jets. Everything looking forward, looking up. Glorious victory, 29-3 on, uh, on a blistery day in Chicago. I just call that whipped cream on poop. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> That's all it was to me. I told you in the pregame how bad yeah. the Giants were. Yeah. Were they as bad as I, I maybe could have said they were even worse, and they were. Yeah. They, they were they were terrible. And the other thing is, does Mike Glennon get two GMs fired next Monday? Dave Gettleman I, and Ryan Pace? Is that something where the McCaskies and everybody looks down there today and they're like, oh my gosh, we started the Ryan Pace era with that guy trying to get us to to where we want to get to, and obviously they're not there yet, and or hopefully they'll get there without them. But uh, just an awful, ugly game for the New York Giants. And as a player, when it starts turning that way, you just it's so easy. You put a big smile on your face, you enjoy the ride, and you just tell them, please hurry up and run the ball. Let's get back in the locker room and go have a cold beer. And that's, that's what the game was. It was ugly. The Giants gave it to them. Four giveaways. Mike Glennon was horrible. I was, well, I'm watching the game too, Molly, and I'm like, wait, is it really, really windy like the Bills-Patriots game? No, they're just not letting Glennon throw the ball. They're just going to run the ball. And I'm writing down every play. I'm like, run, 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 run. Well, that's the way you're going to have to beat them. And it was just ugly. And it's lucky the Bears ran into the Giants team that was this bad. But please, please, ownership and decision makers, do not evaluate this game. You can't. The Giants were this bad. They're that bad of a team. You cannot put this out in front of us as fans as an evaluation of possibly keeping these guys or saying they're moving in the right direction. You just can't do it. That's how bad this Giants team was. And thank goodness the Bears were, you know, played well on defense and that offense was that bad because, like I said, if you were to lose this game to this Giants team, that would have said a lot. To me, a win doesn't mean much. Yes, you beat them 29-3, great. I'm really happy for Robert Quinn getting the sack record. That's awesome. I'm glad he got it in the 16 games and not in this, this extra game, which is great. But please do not use this as an evaluation of this current team or this year's team. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with that. And, in fact, I think if you use this game to evaluate the general manager, you've got to look at the price that was given, the $18.5 million that was paid to Mike Glennon and guaranteed money to uh, to get him here before you drafted Mitch. So I still think you should be fired for that one when you watched him perform. My God, was he awful. He is a terrible football <laughs> so player. Bad. I'm sorry. He's and just you know no who's dead, too? Good. Andy Dalton. Yeah. How many yeah, reds? He should, have, he should have had two more uh, red zone interceptions. Yeah. And then he threw, had had one interception, but I mean, he went 18 for 35 for 173 yards with should have been numerous more interceptions, just terrible, terrible throws. And that's I, another I, evaluation that you, you cannot evaluate quarterbacks. And then you well, had I, him start. I just, I, it was just bad. Yeah. I mean, Andy Dalton did not play as bad as Mike Glennon, but you would say if this was a close game or they played a better team and he put this out there, we'd say a lot was on Andy Dalton because the better teams, they're going to make that catch in the end zone. They're going to make that catch yeah. uh, that the p- pass interference was on Cole Komet. Like those, those are, those are just giving, oh. you're giving them, giving the ball away. And it just was another, another bad quarterback game by Mike Glennon, obviously. And then Andy Dalton on our side. 
can I can I also tell you that that like the triggering moment for me was at the end of the game when you tried to have David Montgomery throw the <laughs> touchdown to Cole Komet. And then Komet comes off the sideline, and Matt, Matt, the two of them are having, like, the greatest laugh. No, 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 not at this point of the year, not at the end of that game, not with the season that just occurred. No, 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 no. That one really frosted me. Yeah, I, I just honestly, as a, as a coach or a player, you just run the ball out. Don't, don't throw the trick play it. at them. You're up 29-3. Feel feel sad for him a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I just I thought it was a dumb play. I mean, maybe you practice it all week. And you're like, we're gonna run it. We're gonna run it. And this is the time to run it. But then there's times not to run it. I just it was just a dumb play. And yeah, I get the. To me, it looked like, hey, I'm gonna give you a hug because I'm never gonna be on the sideline again. I got here in Soldier Field with you. That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean. That that robbed me of some of the pleasure I was having just watching the ball. Oh, the Bears are winning, and, and you're right. I mean, there's the only takeaway is just the Giants are awful, awful and just just useless and really bad. And there there's no other way of taking it. I mean, listen, some good things happened, right? You saw uh, Gibson get two strip sacks. That's a great mm-hmm. thing. You got to develop uh, a pass rusher that you drafted, and he looks like he's a a pretty decent player. Again, who are you playing against? But it's that's, just that's nice to see. <laughs> Yeah, Nate Solder's I, I, Nate Solder's not even close to what he was. Right. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, and I still don't understand Jason Peters playing. I, I even mm. at the end of the game, I'm not sure. Did did we see much of Tevin Jenkins at all? I, I mean, seven was, minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They finally put him in. I think it was the fifth series of the second half. Oh boy. That's that's absurd. And you were already up, I think, twenty nine to three at the time. Like that's just. That's not helping develop the Bears. I, I just don't understand why. Yeah. I mean, he, the second half should have been, you know, hey, Jason, thanks for the first half. Unbuckle your pads. Devin Jenkins is going in. I appreciate your work today. You protected Andy Dalton for us. Time to get the kids some work. And that should have been done at halftime. Yeah, no question about it. I, I mean, listen, it, you know, we can sit here and pick apart this game, but I think the larger issues of the season will overshadow a modest two-game winning streak at the end of the year. Um, but I do – worry that they will somehow I, I just saw that um you know in the um in the pregame uh Ryan Pace was congratulating the character of the players for you know he he talks to Jeff Joniak yeah and he, he was congratulating the character of the players for not giving up which again I didn't know that that was something to laud I thought that was expected I thought that was a a bare minimum is is don't surrender when things go awry I, I think that's pretty much required in life just to get through it right so i i don't know it, it there's so many things it, you know even good things can trigger you in a negative way when you think about the fact that that the season ended a while ago mm-hmm. and you're playing out the string and you got one game left just because you happened to extend the season this year otherwise you'd you'd be long gone um i don't know it, it's hard to get too worked up it it was pleasant it did make yeah. me feel like I didn't waste my day. I had some fun watching it, but it was a lot of kind of, oh, my God, are the Giants awful. I mean, there was a lot of that feeling. It was like Oprah just throwing stuff at you. Here you go. You have one. You have one. Here's a turnover. Here's a fumble. Here's here's a turnstile of tackle. Come hit me. It was, yeah, I just, you, you can't take it as a coach even or as a player. I wouldn't even take that and truly evaluate the game. Be like, man, we've gotten better because you just haven't. The, the 
you are you talked about quitting a team that looks like they quit a little bit and I, well a little bit but also they just don't have the talent right now as the Giants right. so you try to yeah. evaluate them you're like wait a minute who are you putting out there you've got backups of backups at tackle you got a guard playing center who's should be maybe out of the league and just you've got you know it just they, they were bad teams I just don't think you can evaluate that and I'm just hoping because we started the pregame and Olin came out and said it yeah he's not so what do you say about 25 percent certain maybe they come out again the McCaskies Ted Phillips and and, uh, and whoever else come out there and say, well, we did win three games at the end of the year and we did overcome another losing streak. Maybe we are moving the right direction because now we have a quarterback. That better not happen because if you look at the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins might not play next week. Right. That could be a win. Then you say, oh, we went out again on a three-game winning streak. Well, they went four or five or four games last year to finish the season. Please do not throw that crap at me again. That just that should not happen. Please evaluate the season properly. I thought they misevaluated it last year, obviously, and that's what turned into this year. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, listen, it it, it there was very little to feel good about uh, this year, but um, you know, the people who did turn up, and there were some people there. It didn't seem mm-hmm. like uh, there was uh, too many people there, but there were there were people that turned up. Um, and it seemed like they had a good time. Uh, I yeah. got no problem with that. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have the Bears win. I just, as you say, you can't count that. That can't no. have any impact whatsoever. It, it really should. It's, I mean, I get it. You know, the, the, they've got um, six wins now. Wow, that's awesome. In, in another world, in a funny mirror sense, if they could get to seven, that means that they would have uh, missed the playoffs by three games. I, I yeah. mean, I, there's nothing there. There's nothing no, I, there. No, there's not. Y- yes, it's a W in the win column. Right. But it's not. It's nothing in the evaluation column. No. That's the way it should be looked at. Yeah. And uh, and that's uh, that's kind of wild. I mean, it's 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 wild because you're you're watching the NFL and there are all sorts of things going on all over the place. All sorts of teams that are fighting. You know, you got to be pretty awful to not be involved in the playoff race. I mean, if you just look around the league, it, it is like what twenty-four of the thirty-two teams came into this weekend with a yes, 20, with an opportunity. I mean, come on, that that that's like, hey, we're number twenty-five. That's not good enough. That is not that's not a rally cry, and that's you know that's just not good enough. Three, one, two. 644 67 67. We're going to get to all your phone calls. We're pleased they won. Don't get us wrong, but we're not going to allow that to impact any kind of decision or any kind of evaluation, which frankly was made uh, many a week ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yep, that's it. That's, that's just the way to sum it up right there, Molly. That's it. That's it. I'm looking forward to these calls because I do want to hear people's response to the game. Are there certain players that they you know, right. saw maybe had a good game, uh, saw something out of or not. Um, and then just, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about what, what could happen in the future and what they'd like to see. So, yeah, just do not take this as an evaluation of the quote-unquote program. All right, let's get to some calls. We'll start. We've got people already checking in. We may as well get to the phone lines. The score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. We'll start with Chris. Chris is in Evanston. Hey, Chris. Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Y'all not, y'all not going to do this to me, man. It's 2022. It's a new year. <laughs> I had a great time last week and this week watching these guys go out there and play their butts off for their head coach. I gained a lot of respect for Matt Nagy, the way this team is playing for him. 
I'm not saying he deserves to stay. I'm just saying it makes me reevaluate, you know, who he is as a leader. Too bad he couldn't get out his own way for four years. But uh, <laughs> I want to say they went out and did what they supposed to do. You played the, the schedule in front of you. You know, I want to see Sean decide. Hopefully the, the Vikings win tonight and uh, they got something to play for next week. And I want him to play that attacking defense that he played today against a team that has something to do because – I like the way those guys went out there and balled all, balled out. Eddie Jackson playing at the line of scrimmage. I've been saying it for two years. He's a monster. He could he could be a pro bowler and, and, you know, defensive player of the year candidate if we keep him at the line of scrimmage. And I, I, I love what I saw the last two weeks. We want to know in 2022. I know it's meaningless, but y'all not going to turn this into a downer today. And the boys went out there and played. Hey, Chris, Chris, I love it. I love I love the enthusiasm. If this was not played the day after New Year's and you had all this good feeling, would you feel a little bit different? <laughs> I, I would, I would, but 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 I, I just think, you know, we you, you've been in football a lot closer than me and, and you've been involved with the game, you know, much longer than me, but you know there's been plenty of teams, I'm sure you might have played sure. on one or two. Yes. Where you know what? The team is in this situation. And, and guys have given up on that coach, man. And I, I think it says a lot that it's four years of this. It's four years of this. And these boys are out there. Can't get them to talk about their coach, nothing. And I think, you know, that's valuable. And I definitely want to see Sean Desai come back next year. Well, what he's doing with, with an injured team, with an injured defense, it's been up and down. It's a first-year defensive coordinator, man. I, I know we're going to have a completely different team next year. But I think he's earned his spot and – you know, I, I look at it like this. We are where we are. So all we could do, what, would you feel better if the team went out there and played off for the last two games of the year? So I, I would ask you that, Pat. Well, I, no, I, I mean, no. you know, go ahead. Go ahead no, Pat, no, I'm sorry. I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't because that was my biggest evaluation of this game is if they lost to the Giants today, knowing as bad as they were, then it's obvious, you know, it's just awful. But listen, you know, Okay, Matt Nagy, there's a difference between being a leader and a good coach and a leader and a good coach, like putting them all together. It is great the guys are playing hard for him. It is good that Cole Komet's going over and hugging them, and they're doing, you know, playing hard at the end of the year, but he still doesn't score points. So, you know, as a leader, and as a le- he's got his locker room, and the guys like him, but he's still not a good enough football coach or a head coach for me to continue to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Hey, listen, I've been on teams where it's been terrible and you enjoy the heck out of these wins. They're fun for the entire time. They're fun this afternoon. You're going to enjoy it a little bit more after after a win like this. But to me, what I'm just kind of saying is trying to keep it real. That is not a true evaluation of this team. This game, you cannot evaluate the season off of this game and this blowout win. Yeah, they, they lost six games in a row last year. Yeah. And then the schedule turned and they won a few games at the end of the year. And they used that as, um, as reason they brought everyone back. They actually, you know, instead of saying, wow, we lost six in a row, you can't do that in the NFL, they said every other team would have quit. But mm-hmm. our guys stayed together despite lo- – y- you've got to look at the schedule. They finished 8-8 eight and eight a year ago. The, the, uh, the playoffs were changed to allow more teams in. And mm-hmm. they backed into the playoffs and, and got smoked down in New Orleans – and um, and they came away and kept everyone. You know, they they acted as if the the six game losing streak was some badge of courage. Well, they lost five in a row. They won a game and lost three more, so they lost eight of nine. 
and um, and they, it was too much. And they and they were the schedule turned again, right? Seattle pretty bad. Yeah. Um, you know they they had to fight to the end to win that game, but this was not. This was a pure victory of schedule, right? If yes, they played I'm, a good that's team, that's a great way to put it. I mean, honestly, if if it yeah. was the Green Bay Packers that was in here today, would you have would we have seen anything like that? So you've got to maintain. It might have been the other way around, just the exactly. way that Andy Dalton played. Yes, yes. That's you know what I mean. Like the defense, okay, exactly. played great, but they're not really going to stop Aaron Rodgers. But right. Then you have to, if you want to evaluate it, look at Andy Dalton in that offense. They had a few three and outs. They had a red zone mishap. They should have had a, a, a couple interceptions down there. So I'm sorry for fans. I'm bringing it down a little bit after a big win like that, but I just hope we keep it real and don't turn it into what we did last year. And looking at the schedule, you remember they lost the Lions 34-30. We thought they should have won that one. Then they get lucky. What do you call it? Whatever the schedule. They beat the Texans. They beat the Vikings. To me, those are division games, and the Vikings weren't great then. They beat the Jaguars, who are horrible. Then they get blown out by the Packers, and then they get you know beat 21-9 in the in the playoffs. So they backed in, but. To me, I still thought you should have evaluated that whole season and taken those three wins out at the end of the year and not use that as evaluation because they were not good football teams they beat. Yeah, and, and I mean, I got, I, I mean, you, you evaluate them all you want. Just don't give them much credence because right. the, yeah, the season go. was already over. Yes. The season was pretty much, you know, you were eliminated a few weeks ago. And that's just the reality of, of life in the NFL. And, and to act like, this was a great accomplishment. That is an awful Giants team. Dave Gettleman, if there was ever any wonder about whether or not he's getting fired, that I mean, I, I mean, I get it. They've got some guys that are hurt. They got some guys that are down, but they are just god awful. That's a bad team, and <laughs> um, bad. you know the Bears are better than the Giants. Wow, that's so a, they're better than bad. They're just, yeah, they're, just not they're better good. than <laughs> they're better than like as bad as anyone in the league, but they're not yeah. good. And, yeah, and their exactly. biggest win of the year, what would it be? Would it, I guess um, I guess um, Cincinnati. Cincy won today, so maybe it's Cincinnati. Maybe it's um, maybe Vegas. it's Vegas. But again, both of those wins come uh, in the AFC, right? So I don't right. know how much that matters. You know, you you managed to beat a terrible Giants team, you managed to beat an awful Detroit team twice, mm-hmm. and you managed to. Uh, to win at Seattle, which mm-hmm. looks like it's headed to a complete rebuild. That's that's hardly good enough. And, no. um, you know, six wins isn't going to cut it. Seven wins isn't going to cut it because you're already eliminated. That's all we're saying. And I think you have to be aware of that and you, yep. you have to take it into account. Yeah. And then just you take that, you know, just it's really two quality wins is all they have because Seattle's five, won five games. So the two quality wins and they were earlier in the year. Yeah. And then they regressed from there. So that's right. that, that, that should be taken into the evaluation. 312-644-6767 is the telephone number. We're going to be back with your phone calls. and We'll do that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Next, you're listening to the post-game show on The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Snap back with time. Here comes oh, Queen. Walks right into it. Queen's oh, got fumble. it wrapped up and the ball comes out. Ball comes out. Giants have recovered. But Robert Quinn has just picked up sack number 18 in a regular season that has been nothing short of spectacular and has set the Bears' single season record for sacks that has held for 37 years by Richard Dent. It's the post-game show. Wow, how about that moment? Sponsored by MailMedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. I'm really happy he did it in the uh, allotted time in 16 games, and I'm really happy that um, I I didn't see Pittsburgh. uh, I I don't know uh, if T.J. Watt is still in the lead. I think he was half a sack behind him. I didn't see all the sacks around the league, so I can't update that, but – he could be leading the league, or he's at least, you know, 18 is a lot. And he now has more than 100 in his career. So congratulations to Robert Quinn. That was fun to see. Yeah, it was. And what a, what a great year. What a bounce back year. Would he be in yep. contention for, you know, comeback player of the year? But the other thing that amazes me, and we got to remember, Richard Dent did this in 1984. Right. They didn't throw the ball as much. <laughs> Right. Like that's what that's what amazes me is that it stood that long since 1984 when this was a run league back then. That just tells you how dominant he was. And I don't want to I'm not taking away from Robert Quinn. Just to me, that's amazing that Richard Dent's record stood that long in a past crazy NFL that we've had the last 12, 15 years. But uh, congrats to him. That's awesome. He'll be in there for a long time unless hopefully Khalil Mack can break it next year. He breaks his own record or something (laughs) like that. But uh no, that, that's just that's great, and and what a franchise to do it, and what a what a name to beat too. You know, if I'm a player and you get to beat a guy like that and say I beat Richard Dent with the sack record for the Chicago Bears, that's that's quite an honor. And you know, he said all the right things to Mully about it. You know, it's just, he's about, he wanted to win more, and I love that stuff. But hopefully, at the end of the year, he sits back and relaxes and enjoys and you know what he's accomplished because that's that's a heck of a that's a heck of a deal in this city. Yeah, and and you know, I I, I think when you watch him play. Uh, he is like I think Olin mentioned. Was it um, uh, who? I think it was. Uh, oh God, who who was the guy that said that he seems to run on his ankles? Um, 
he does seem to run on his ankles. Chris yes. Long. It was Chris Long. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, he is almost an optical illusion when he's coming around the edge. I mean, it's like extraordinary to see what he can do just from a pure physical ability. And, uh, you know, it, it's a pity that they didn't have um, they didn't have Mac all year. We understood what mm-hmm. the plan was, but that's the league. That that is what happens in the NFL. You know, the best laid plans um, often have to be changed, and you've got to be able to uh, to kind of um, absorb horrible injuries. And and you know, it's just bad luck that you lost Khalil Mack. But wasn't like they were setting the world afire before. Uh, before Mac went down, so I, I think that you got to keep all of it kind of in your own mind as to as to what happened or didn't happen with this team this year. And you know we're 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 heading for something here. It, there is a feeling of finality, not just because it's the last game of the season coming up next, uh, and you just played your last home game, but because there are um, there are changes that are needed in order to kind of drag the franchise screaming into the modern NFL. And you need to do that, and let's hope that that gets accomplished. Yeah, and there's just a lot of question marks of how to do it. But I want to go back to Robert Quinn. I think if I was a tackle, he's just so difficult. He can run on his ankles. Yeah. He's very bendy. That's what's amazing. Yeah. Like, And he's got to, that, that, that jump swim he has is excellent. His inside move is quick as can be. And that's another thing he runs. He runs on his, an- on his ankles with both ankles. You know what I mean? He can go inside yes. and run on his ankles and go outside and run on yes. his ankles. So. I mean, I think if you're a tackle in this league and you know you got to line up against them, there's a lot of things you got to prepare for. And this year, we finally saw why what Ryan Pace saw and why they signed him. And just his explosive, his strength, everything was just. You know, obviously, you don't get to 18 sacks without being a full football player. But it was a fun thing to watch all year, and maybe he can add to it next week against the Vikings. But uh, again, congratulations to him, and and what a name to be a top of of Richard Dent, which is really cool. And, and, you know, you can make an argument. I think you make a very good argument about Dent having to operate in a, uh, in a time period where they, it wasn't a pass-happy league. But you can also make an argument that Dent was playing on a championship defense, as it turned out, maybe the greatest defense wow. that we've ever seen in the league, and um, had a Hall of Famer next to him in Dan Hampton, had guys all around him, uh, a scheme, a Hall of Fame scheme in that, uh, that uh, you know, uh, Buddy Ryan defense. Um, you know, it's a it's a really interesting argument to make each way, and and I don't know what the the answer is, but I did not expect that season from him. Um, I I did think that he was injured last year, but I wasn't sure he was going to come out of it. You remember the whole drop foot thing that that was mm-hmm. rumored and everything that happened. Um, I, I'm just delighted for the guy because he really did play well and. Uh, and God bless him. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a team record. The Bears have been around yep. since 1920, right? They're yep. one of the original teams in the NFL. So you know, he should feel great about it. It's a, it's a wonderful accomplishment. Well, I'll just, I'll say this. I guess you know, it, to me, I have two, two records with the Bears. Most games played, years played. And it's yep. funny because I was like, there's no way I could ever be in the record book. And then I kept playing longer, and I'm like, wait a minute, there are some records I could break. And only thing would be longevity. And it is an honor to have your name in that book. And I just, and he'll look back on that and, and just be like, wait a minute, that great historic franchise with all those players, you know, you walk up, uh, I don't know if they still have it, but at Hallis Hall, we were there. They had the picture of every team that ever played for the Bears. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm part of that. And then you get a chance to, you know, I'm just humbled to say is put my name on top of a couple of those lists of all those great players. And it's, it's a very cool accomplishment to say you've done that in this storied franchise. Yeah, that, I mean, it, you know, 
it's an extraordinary accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You know, the the longevity records for a franchise like the Bears when they've had so many people come through, that is absolutely incredible. What how long you were able to play and how how and, and again, you know, I know you guys were talking earlier in uh, in the day about how, what it's like to age and to watch yourself on mm. tape and you're not the entity you were. Like, you were you were the best player at your position for a number of years. And that is why that when your game uh, fell off a little bit, you were still the best at what you did because that's how much dominant you were over other players that uh, attempted to long snap. It's extraordinary. Well, I'm, I'm going def- to deflect this because I don't like talking about me, but I'll bring it up as like a player like Brian Urlacher. Yeah. At the end of his career, right? We saw him as a Hall of Famer. I still think he had a year left, right. but he would still been a pretty darn good linebacker, but not to the level of what we were used to, but he could still play in the league for one more year. And that's, I don't know, maybe I'm getting off the tangent here that I wish Phil and me would have kept him for one more year. But yeah, you get older and it's and it's time to move along. But um, it is, yeah, it, it is what it is. I wanted to deflect it off me. That's all it was. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I remember though, having a long conversation with Doug Buffon about that because Doug, I think played... I, I mean, he played a ton of years. 14. And 14 it was yeah, 14, yeah. I believe, mm-hmm. yeah. And and he, you know, it, it was pretty incredible to talk to him about different generations of players. And at the end of his career, they wanted him to play one more year because Buddy Ryan was there. They were teaching a new defense. They wanted everybody to be able to learn it quickly. He could pick up on things because he had played so long. And he said he just, like, he had nothing left. Like, yeah. he just, he knew physically – he couldn't go through yet another season. Sure. And, you know, it's pretty incredible to have been able to play that as a linebacker. Yeah, as a well. linebacker. That's the other thing. Right. That's a linebacker playing that long. Yes, I only played eight to 12 plays a game. The other one to me that amazes me is Steve McMichael playing 191 straight games as a wow. defensive lineman. That's, yeah. that's, that to me was crazy. And he was at the game, I guess, when I broke his record for most games played. And, you know, he gro- groans out me. He's, he's a bunch of crap. You shouldn't take the record. You're a long snapper. I said, listen, <laughs> I said, listen Steve, I get it, man. 191 straight, whatever. I go, listen, you played in all those games. I just participated in these games. There is a difference. <laughs> and he just laughed. And he's like, all right, I'll take that then. That's cool. That's fine. You can have it then. <laughs> That's great. That's a great story. It, it, God bless Mongo. We're, we're yes, praying amen. for yes. him on a daily basis. Yes. Let's try Stephen. Stephen is in Columbus. Hi, Stephen. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Right back Same at you. you. Listen, the fact that we can only put up 29 points against this Pugetwood Giants team is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, a problematic itself. Look, Nagy got his wish. He put in Peters. He put in Dalton. And the result pretty much was still somewhat of a lackluster. I mean, the defense came through with a short field on on a couple of occasions. But the fact that Dalton was still fluttering his pass and his accuracy on the deep ball was already been well documented on several occasions. And yet this is what the Chicago Bears are. You know, this is, you know, even against the Giants, this is the best that they can muster. And, look, I give Nagy a lot of credit for keeping his team. You know, he, he's a terrible head coach. At least we can separate that from the fact that Nagy is a decent human being, unlike Urban Meyer. Um, but the result speaks for itself, and the Bears shouldn't be beating around the bushes in, in, in all honesty. And whoever is evaluating 
this organization from top to bottom as as it's been long rumored you know people like tony dungy are doing the uh, you know analysis and all of it it's ultimately it comes down to george himself who has to make that decision and i hope he doesn't get swayed by these cheap victories like he did last year because if he can only put up 29 points against this future giants team what does it say about the others when they could have probably kicked the bears ass uh, a long, long time ago. You know, I, I hope that the Bears will do themselves right and finally come to the conclusion that Nagy and Pace are set together and these young players who are finally playing doesn't serve any, you know, like a, a carte blanche for Ryan Pace and his future. Thank you, guys. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot there. Um mm-hmm. You know, listen, I think Matt Nagy is a lovely fella. I think he's a really good yeah. man, and I think there's laudable um, qualities to him. I also think that he's going to get paid a lot of money, and that's the beauty of that job. You know, a lot of people get, lose their job, you know, wind up getting thrown asunder, whatever, and they don't get, you know, generational wealth as mm-hmm. a result of the job they were hired to do. So it's it's great that he managed to earn four years worth of money and has another, what is it? 5 million next year coming to him. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's that, that will take the sting away from talking about somebody, um, you know, losing their job. It is obviously a public embarrassment to be fired from a head coaching job. There's only 32 of them in the league. There's only one of them in Chicago. I mean, your, your kids are going to be embarrassed. Your, your family, it, it's a terrible feeling, but you know, you have the, you have the financial wherewithal to get through it with flying colors, and you know I I don't I I worry more about people that that don't have that on their side than I do about people that um, that are going to do fine for themselves. Let's be honest. Yeah, and it's 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 true. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before. Once you get in this business, you know you're going to get fired. How many head coaches in the NFL have never been fired? Bill Belichick's been fired, right? Pete Carroll's been fired. Yep. Just I'm trying to yep. quickly think of some guys that have been around yep. a long time that have done a, a good job. Andy Reid's been Andy fired. Reed. Yep. Um, you know, was Tom Landry fired? Maybe that's one that wasn't fired. Think... Did he step away at the end? I don't know, whatever. But yeah. um, you're going to get fired. When you sign up for this job, it's part of it. And that's what is great as a coach. You talked about the extra $5 million or whatever your extra year is that you get fired. It does take that sting away. And then it makes it a little more, more comfortable for your family, kids, whatever you've got to do to – to, you know, pick it back up and get hired somewhere else and or, you know, take some time off. But uh, it's just part of it. It's part of the league. I've talked to a lot of the head coaches, not a lot of head coaches, just coaches in general. They talk to their kids and their kids get it too. Like, hey, dad, I know you're going to get fired. It's okay. I'm probably going to go to a different high school. I'm probably going to go to a different middle school. It's okay. This is our family. And as long as you have a good, healthy family, wife, whatever, just a a, a good unit, they, the kids know, and, and and I've talked to a few of them that have been fired, that they have to tell their kids, and some of the older kids is like, Dad, we know, it's all right, it's our third place we've moved to, but we just know we, we didn't sign up for it, but we know you, what you've signed up for, so it's okay. So it, it's just part of the business. And, and it was really, uh, it was compelling to hear um, uh, uh, John Filippo talk about this a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, a few weeks ago, and he talked about growing up, his dad was a, was a, uh, uh, a, an athletic director um, and a coach and an educator, and they had to bounce around quite a bit. And he's bounced around a lot in his career, and that's tough on his uh, his wife and his daughter. And he talked about that, but you know, he he replaced a guy that was here ahead of him, 
who had to go through the same thing. Yep. So it's it's that is just the process of the league and the way mm-hmm. that things happen. And I and I think when you you know if you ever look at Lovey Smith's career, you know he he had tons of quick stops as a coach, sure. mainly because he was moving up the chain, right? But that's that's just part of what you're what you're bought into when you're in that occupation. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll say the name Chris Tabor. Everybody knows he's a good friend of mine. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a he's a coach that you know he will not tell me anything about the Bears, but he's a person that's just truly a friend. And he heard us talking on one of the post games where I brought that up, where Jody Camillus told me if you get into this coaching, you need to buy a house on wheels. And he heard right. me say that, and he was in the in the car with his daughter. And he said he looked at his daughter, and that's when his daughter was like, Dad, I know, it's right. <laughs> He's right. And he was like, you okay with that? She's like, yeah, that's, this is what it is. We understand the life we're in. And, um, you know, it, it, it helps when you have a strong unit and a strong family like that to, to help the kids understand. But they do. They just understand that's what it is. And it's, it's unfortunate. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you always start with the, uh, he's a good guy, but he is. Matt Nagy is a good person. But if he has to move on, that's part of the business. And, shoot, that $5 million is going to help a ton. <laughs> We got to get to a break, but you know, Chris Tabor is a guy that you could bring back here. That 100%. is a guy. Out of all these guys, you know, someone called in about Sean Desai. The most likely coach to be able to remain, if he so chooses, would be Chris Tabor because he's done such a great job for so many years. And and you look at, uh, you know, what were they ninth last year? I think they're in mm-hmm. the top ten again. They're good every year on special teams. He does an extraordinary job. That's a hell of a coach. He you does. Know, and it re- he did it yeah. in Cleveland. He lasted yes. since four, G, four GMs in Cleveland. Yes. That's yeah. how good he is. He's been put on like the, the, the bad shelf of, of coaching with, with, with Cleveland and still did a pretty darn good job with those guys. And that's, that's one to me. And yes, he's a good friend of mine, but he's a top third of a higher end of the top third of special teams coaches. If you're a head coach, that's one I save and keep here. I would keep him here because if he winds up in Green Bay, he would solve their last problem. You know what I'm you, saying? You're right. Okay. You're right. That's a 312-644-6767. We'll be back with your calls. You're listening to the postgame show sponsored by MelmedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Snap back. Here comes pressure. Here comes Gibson. Knocks it out of the hands of the quarterback, Lennon. And Travis Gibson has his second sack of the day and second strip of Glennon. Bears recover the football. Up with it, Kairos Tonga. It's the post-game show sponsored by MailMedChicago.com where a full head of hair scores every time. Our thanks to the fine folks at WBBM, our sister station, for the highlights, Jeff Joniak. Let's get back to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. We'll start with Daryl. He's in Indiana. Hey, Daryl. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. we can hear you. Okay, um, I've been a Bears fan for 40 years, and um, I think the majority of the Bears' trouble this year is because of Justin Fields. The Bears are 4-2 and two when Andy Dalton and Nick Foles start. They are 2-10 and ten when Justin Fields starts. Justin Fields just is not developing. He is literally 31st in the NFL in quarterback rating. He has a lot of sacks. He has a lot of fumbles. Can, can I interrupt and, you for a second, Daryl? Daryl, let me ask sure. you a question. 
Would Justin Fields have won the game today as a starter? Um, he probably would have. Okay. Yeah, he probably would have. But probably my, my biggest beef is Bears fans and Bears media demanded that Justin Fields plays almost immediately. People wanted him to play week one. Um, that's probably he, he my played because Dalton got that, hurt. He, he, the coach didn't want him to play. He, he actually played because – the because uh, Andy Dalton got hurt, remember? No, 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 no. You That's can go back he... to all of all of preseason on your show, all of six seventy. No, no, every no. He host did not. That, that is not accurate. Start. That is not accurate. He did not play at all in the in the. Uh, he, don't you remember? They had to. He had no time with Allen Robinson, for instance. He had never uh, developed a chemistry with any of the. Big time starters, don't you recall this? This is not this is not breaking news, and and I think for us, David and I, we both believed that that it was wiser to try to go to. We talked a lot about quarterback development and how how no one really in Chicago had ever seen it and what it means when you're developing a rookie quarterback and how to go about the process. I think you're confusing a few things, honestly. I've watched the Bears for forty years. I'm fifty two years old. And the last two years of Jay Cutler was really bad quarterbacking. We had four bad years of Mitch being a quarterback. And I was floored that the fans, the media, demand that Justin Fields plays. He's a rookie quarterback. He's coming out of college. It's basically a 10-to-1 or a 15-to-1 ratio of quarterbacks that make it coming out of college. For every one quarterback that's good that makes it, there are about 10 or 15 fails. You can go down the list, Brady Quinn, Geno Smith, Jamarcus Russell, on and on and on. We had six bad years of quarterback play, and the fans demanded and the media demanded that Justin Fields play. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think – I, I think, you know, the, the, and thanks for the phone call. We appreciate it, Daryl. But, but the, the line, Patrick, has always been – that if you're listening to the fans, you're going to be sitting next to them, right? I mean, I, right. I think that their plan was not to play Justin Fields, and then Andy Dalton got hurt, and yep. that altered everything. They, they wouldn't have done – if they were to redo their preseason, they would have done it differently had they known that Andy Dalton wasn't going to last. Yeah, and I, I think they made a mistake from the beginning. They should have been splitting reps. Yeah, The same I way agree. that Bill Belichick did it with Mac Jones and, and – um, well, Cam, Newton. Blank. Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. Like, Cam. give him a chance. Just give the young man a chance. The guy was a superstar in college. And then, I, you know, the preseason and I saw him play, okay, yes, it's against the twos and threes and fours. He was the best player on the field against those guys, which he should be, which shows me put him out there with the other guys. Give him a chance to earn the job. I never understood that. And I, I, I'm a believer now that you play. You you get better by playing. And, I, and the problem I had with Matt Nagy was trying to force feed – his offense down Justin Fields' throat, that's, and that's not a good fit. And that's just not who the player is. I don't know if he'll ever be that type of player that'll just sit behind the pocket empty and be able to read the defense. With his skill set, to me, this is an offense that should have changed for Justin Fields to make it better for him. And they weren't, weren't willing to do that. And I don't think they'd still be willing to do that. But hopefully next week, please just get Justin Fields healthy. I just want to see him play one more game. Nice to get him through that healthy and then let him go in the offseason and learn from somebody else and get moving forward and develop this young man a little bit more. 
That sounds great. Let's try Rocky. Rocky's in Montana. Hey, Rocky. Hey, guys. Hey, Pat. Hey, Manly. How you doing? Good. And Molly, excuse me. Um, I just wanted to get to, you know, we've had all these hot young coaching prospects come out here in the uh, league in the last four years. They've had a lot of good results. You look at Green Bay. You look at L.A., San Francisco, I don't know, but, you know, he's kind of limited on his quarterback there. And who knows if his evaluation is any good selling the farm to get um, this um, other Trey kid Lance. who had hardly yeah, played Lance, anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, question is, and we'll just get brief. I, I could comment on everything else you had. You guys have a lot of good points. But everyone's looking for a hot new young coach. And seriously, I'm not trying to get ridiculed, but, do we maybe have one and they don't know it? Who would you think and that I'm would be? About this, I'm talking about Sean Desai. I know he's young, but everyone wants a leader. I understand the idea of having, say, a special teams coach or somebody who's not a coordinator because coordinators, you end up like Nagy. They're all mixed into everything. If you get a defensive guy, you know, it's really hard to get a defensive guy to find a good offensive coach. Do we maybe have one or not? Does he have the capabilities? Do you guys have any personal knowledge, you know, from inside the team of what people think? Because if you really look at the team that hasn't quit, besides for David Montgomery and Mooney on offense and probably the line, the defense has been carrying the team for what they can do. And I thought his plan when he didn't have any defensive backs to play at all and had to play a bunch of kids who weren't even supposed to go out there and they held Kirk Cousins and Jefferson to basically nothing, you know, um, I thought that that showed a lot. He's growing with the job too. So um, that's pretty much all I want. And I thought the funniest line of the day from the announcers was this was going to be the Mike Glennon revenge game. <laughs> uh, revenge on Ryan Pace. <laughs> yeah. He owes him one. What are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe is Rocky still Rocky still there? No, but maybe he's thinking about Sean Desai because everybody, you know, Brandon Staley, he got away. And then now he's the head coach uh, of the Chargers I, and doing a G- – you don't know. Like, I, okay, so I was there when, when Sean Desai was the coach's assistant turning on and off the lights and getting the coffee and flipping on the projector in the morning. Really nice guy, really nice young man. Obviously, that was years ago. I don't know if he's ready yet. I don't know if I'd take that chance. I really don't. I, I, I just um, – he might in time. He could in time, but maybe you miss on another one. But uh, – I don't I just know wonder if he's if people ready to be a defensive because, coordinator, Patrick. Well, that's the other thing. You got to get through that one first. Well, that's, I think it's too. I think it's too early for him. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's kind of insane. I think he's a yeah. super bright guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm lucky enough to have had a conversation with him, and he's an impressive guy. But I, I don't even know that he's a great defensive coordinator. Right. I, I don't know that. I, I would like to evaluate that. You know, I, I mean, here's the problem when you say. That the uh, that the defense has carried the Bears. Where's the money? Who are yeah, you paying? Great point. You, you got so much money in that defensive line, and and you know they they did very well in that game with the with the you know against Minnesota because Akeem Hicks came back and yep. he was picking people up and throwing them around <laughs> and and they had Robert Quinn. That to me that was a very impressive performance from the front seven that led to the back end being protected. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing about Sean Desai is it's time to clean house. 
time time to a clean clean sheet of paper. Let's get everybody out of there. Let, let's let's redraw this thing and figure it out. And this, I wouldn't want more of any of the same at all. I think it's really if 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 the rumors, some of the rumors that Dan Pompey was talking about this morning, are true about bringing somebody else in and restructuring right. everything, I would not want to keep really anybody in there at a high level like that as a head coach or anything that has been there. I just I think it's time to to kind of move that on. That's fair. 312-644-6767. We're just getting going. We're going to get back to your call. We're going to talk it through. You're listening to the postgame show on The Score, sponsored by MalmedChicago.com, where a full head of hair scores every time. We've got uh, the post-postgame show. Don't forget, you got Olin Krutz and uh, and Anthony Heron will be on. And uh, Patrick, always a joy you're on tomorrow with the boys in the afternoon, I believe. I will be. Not sure exactly what time they'll slot me in there, but I'll be chatting with them. All right, great. I look forward to hearing that. And we are on, uh, myself and David will be on tomorrow morning at, uh, I believe, the break of dawn or well before, five, live at five tomorrow. I'm, uh, I've had a few days off. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> you know, I had a hard time getting up at 8 o'clock for, for this morning. I wonder what's going to happen at three when the alarm oh goes boy. off. <laughs> I got to go to bed now. Yep. Exactly. All right. Thanks so much. Want to thank uh, 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 Brandon Faber for his hard work. Want to thank Cesar Perez for his hard work. Everybody that contributed today, and uh, and we are now done for the day. But stay tuned. The uh, you'll hear from some uh, some wonderful interviews, and you'll hear from from the uh, the post post game show. And that will be next here on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 